This is JCF of the Profits Picks football podcast show. Coming back to predict the winners of all NFL games in the regular season and the postseason for the fourth consecutive year in a row. Been doing this since August of 2019. Let's get the promotions rolling. First and foremost, you can go to Bishop Southern Cuisine. Once again, that is the newest, hottest, littest Southern Cuisine, Southern homestyle cooking restaurant in the city of Houston. The best homestyle cooking from the South here in the city of Houston. And that is Bishop's Southern Cuisine. The address is 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E. Jesus, that's the longest address in history. But 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E, Houston, Texas, 77035. If you have any questions, for the man of God or the business or restaurant owner, you can email, and that is Bishop Southern Cuisine at gmail.com. Call 281-888-9960. All right, check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. She does nails, and that is Nails by Amani. Once again, that is Nails by Amani, Shamaya Amani Galette, the best nail practitioner in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia. You can check her out in Jonesboro, Georgia. And once again, that is Nails by Amani. The Mrs. ShopNeilLife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is ShopNeilLife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. Last but certainly not least, the guy that makes some of the music for the show, not all, but some, and I will let you know who he is when he makes the music. And you can probably tell his music from the generic anchor music, right? And that is Joey at soundcloud.com. Don't forget about me, theprofitspicks at gmail.com. Email me if you have the correct answer to trivia questions. And I'm on Instagram at theprofitspicks2019. I am on Twitter at profits underscore picks. Once again, email me theprofitspicks at gmail.com. And last but certainly not least, I'm on YouTube as well as Facebook Business Meta Suites. Check us all out. If you got a business, I will promote it. Hit me up. Stay tuned. Coming up next, your predicted winner for your favorite NFL team here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show the 2022 NFL season. Everybody stay safe out there. One. All right, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show, a podcast show that is still available on Anchor as well as Stitcher.com, as well as every single podcasting platform out there that is known to all men and women. Good afternoon. It is Monday, 
September the 12th, 2022. It is the date after 9-11, the 21-year anniversary of the horrific day in our country in New York. The World Trade Center towers went down and we do want to remember all of those families that were directly affected both during that day and post 9-11 because when 9-11 happened that forced or should I say caused a lot of people that either were the armed forces for our country and they were on the fence about joining they went ahead and joined and they eventually either went to war or they lost their lives while they were in war or even in training for war after 9-11. So prayers and thoughts go out to everyone that experienced remembering what 9-11 was like on yesterday. And of course, the NFL does recognize and do, do, does do a memorandum of 9-11 every single year, especially since it happened the Tuesday morning after I will never forget Denver Broncos coming off of a Super Bowl championship. I believe they were playing against the New York Giants. And Ed McCaffrey, I remember, suffered that horrific broken leg when he planted his foot into the turf in Denver and the leg just snapped. It was very horrific looking at that, but even more horrific on another level the following morning. Um, on Tuesday, 9-11-2001. This is the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. This is Sunday Night Football Results Show. Yes, I was wrong. Not only was I wrong, but I was really, really, really wrong. The game was not even close on last night. It was, in fact, the 21st meeting of all time in NFL history between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And my prediction was Dallas 24, Tampa Bay 21, and the final score. This is what I get for betting against Tom Brady, 19-3 Buccaneers. The Buccaneers started the season off last night exactly how they started the season off in 2021. Playing against the Denver, the Dallas Cowboys, and in fact, defeating the Dallas Cowboys in week one. Now, last year was a little bit different. Buccaneers are coming off of a Super Bowl championship. First team in NFL history to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium, hosting the Super Bowl in, in, in all in, in all aspects. And the Dallas Cowboys played the role of upset. Well, Dallas Cowboys lost in round one of the postseason this past January. Tampa Bay Buccaneers got past the Dallas Cowboys rivals in the Philadelphia Eagles in round one, but lost to who would be the eventual Super Bowl champions in the Los Angeles Rams in the divisional playoff round. And long story short, which win do you prefer if you are the Buccaneers? This is the question that I want to pose before I go into the results of last night's game. You prefer last year's victory at home in Tampa, defending your Super Bowl championship title 
or do you prefer the win on the road? Hungry. The win on the road. Prime time. Sunday night. Standalone game. After all of the crazy wild week one day games are played. Do you prefer winning in a convincing fashion? The Buccaneers, after the first two offensive possessions, they looked literally unstoppable. And that is the question I that I pose to all Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Which win or which Buccaneers team do you prefer? Do you prefer the Buccaneers team that won at home last year because of the fact that it was coming off of a Super Bowl championship? Or do you prefer the Buccaneers team that won on last night on the road in Dallas? It's not easy, first and foremost, to win on the road. Let me start off with saying that. Not only is it not easy winning on the road, but it's not easy winning on the road in a place where you're in a different time zone, you're in a different city, and not only that, if I'm not mistaken, the Buccaneers were an underdog in that football game. And if they were favored to win it, then please forgive me in advance. I'm wrong. Um, I've been wrong before, and I am going to be wrong again, quite frankly, but Thursday night football, I'm 0-1. I picked the Rams to win it. The Rams lost it to the Buffalo Bills. Not only did they lose it, but they lost it in embarrassing fashion at home. Speaking of defending Super Bowl champions, raising, or should I say dropping the Super Bowl banner. And yesterday was what I expected it to be. It was crazy. I said it predicting all of the games for week one and I'm gonna say it again right now in this results show I hate week one in the in the NFL I hate week one and the reason why that I hate week one in the NFL is because you don't know what's going to happen you can predict it you can come up with your formulas you can do your analytical studies You can involve injuries into your decision, but at the end of the day, no one knows what's going to happen. However, there is always a guarantee. Tom Brady is a guarantee. The New Orleans Saints defense in week one, that is a guarantee. They gave up 26 points against my Atlanta Falcons. But that New Orleans Saints defense is a guarantee. Okay. Pittsburgh coming out on fire without a quote franchise quarterback, end quote, not named Ben Roethlisberger. That is a guarantee. A shifting of the guards happened on yesterday in the AFC East. Dolphins destroying the New Orleans Patriots. That was unexpected. Yes, I picked the Miami Dolphins to beat the New England Patriots in week one. But in week one, what I've learned is go with the home team. 
There is no guarantee that the road team is going to win. But in this post-2020 COVID-19 NFL era, teams have learned to win on the road. And win on the road, a lot of NFL teams did. There was a tie on yesterday as well, unexpected. Matt Ryan and the Colts tied with their division rival from the AFC South, the Houston Texans. I was not expecting that. And overall, on yesterday, I went 7, 5, and 1 because of the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts tying in their game. And that's the number one thing that I say when it comes to predicting these games week in and week out. As long as I can go one game over 500 or at least break even, no matter if it's week one or week 18 in the NFL, I am all smiles because no one can predict what's going to happen in the NFL. And that's why I am patting myself on the back, not being arrogant, not being self-righteous, not being narcissistic, but that's why I can in a humil- in a humble way, but also patting myself on the back and encouraging myself. That's the reason why I can pat myself on the back and say, you know what? I am one of the best at predicting the winners straight up in the NFL week in and week out. Once again, on yesterday, I went 7, 5, and 1. If you include last night's game, 7, 6, and 1. If you include um, Thursday Night Football, 7, 8, and 1. All right, so with all that being said, let's go ahead and let's get into the details of the game on last night. Once again, I was wrong. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, in fact, go on the road week one, and they did absolutely and totally decimate the Dallas Cowboys 19-9. Not only did they decimate the Dallas Cowboys 19-9, but Leonard Fournette ran all over the uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. And uh, hello, Dallas Cowboys fans at Express Employment Professionals in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, I don't hear you guys talking right now. But nevertheless, um, it was a 19-3 victory for the Buccaneers. And so everyone knows, once again, I did in fact pick the Dallas Cowboys to win this football game last night, 24-21. And the Dallas Cowboys lost this football game in embarrassing fashion. Mr. Ezekiel Elliott looking great, looking good, looking fresh, looking like the Ezekiel Elliott of old. He was absolutely and totally shut down. And um, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys got their you-know-what's kicked in. Buccaneers 1-0 on the season, 1-0 away from Raymond James Stadium. And the Dallas Cowboys 0-1 at home and 0-1 overall on the season. In the first quarter, Buccaneers dominated six points, a couple of field goals, a field goal for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, at this point in time in the game, I really thought that the Dallas Cowboys were going to get back into this football game with it only being 6-3. However, second quarter rolled around, Tom Brady got lit, and it was 12-3 at the half. 
And I had to ask myself, what in the name of Jesus Christ is the Dallas Cowboys thinking about? I'm going to be honest. After halftime with Maria Taylor, as well as um, Tony Dungy, and I believe it was Drew Brees. And if it was not Drew Brees, please forgive me. But the um, NBC, um, the NFL on NBC Sunday Night Football halftime crew. Look. Third quarter, even before the touchdown, the beautiful touchdown catch that was made by, um, I almost said Vincent Jackson, rest in peace, Vincent Jackson, beautiful touchdown catch that was made by Mike Evans. I was nodding off. I was literally falling asleep. Number one, the team that I picked to win in the second primetime game of week one was losing. That's one of the reasons why I was falling asleep. Number two, reason why I was falling asleep is because of the fact that Dak Prescott got hurt. Wasn't sure if he was going to be back in the game. Wasn't sure what he was going to do. And I know that happened later on in fourth. But obviously, I nodded off and I woke back up in the fourth quarter. Dallas was getting their balls kicked in. Okay, period. End of discussion. And the issue that I have with this is... I predicted the Dallas Cowboys to win. They lost. Okay. Buffalo and Los Angeles Rams on Thursday night football. That was enough for me. Week one is basically over in all aspects. But at the end of the day, we still have Denver at Seattle later on tonight in about a few hours. It is 4.24 p.m. Central Standard Time. By the way, I did not do the time zone breakdown. But nevertheless... If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run the football the way that they did last night, week in and week out, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm just going to go right on ahead and say it right now, going up against my own Super Bowl prediction, Pittsburgh Steelers, Los Angeles Rams, yet another NFL historical Super Bowl rematch. Rams and Steelers have played each other in the Super Bowl before. Anyways... Buccaneers embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys. And I use the word embarrassed because after a performance like that, Dallas Cowboys should be embarrassed. They just should be. And if they're not embarrassed right now, something's wrong with that Dallas Cowboy room. Whether it's the defensive room, whether it's the offensive room, what is the special teams room? They should be embarrassed. There was no point scored in the fourth and final quarter of the football game. Quite frankly, there didn't need to be any points uh, scored. Tampa Bay got control of that football game late in the first quarter. They took full control of that football game in the second quarter. They dominated the game from midway through the second all the way through the third. And they continued to dominate in the fourth. After Dak Prescott broke a bone in his throwing right hand. Absolutely, totally ridiculous display of testicular fortitude for Dallas Cowboys on last night. And again, I'm going to say it again. Cowboys fans, I picked you to win the game. I also picked you to win the NFC East division. 
not just in the first year of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast in 2019, but after the 2019 season, I picked you to win in August of 2020, and then I did not pick you in August of 2021, but I picked you in August of 2022, last month. And this is how you start. Now, at the same time, Cowboys fans don't don't feel the need to panic. But at the same time, I think you should panic. You're going to have to lean heavily on the run game. You're going to have to lean heavily upon other players offensively. And at the end of the day, um, Dallas Cowboys are in trouble. Period. End the discussion. Dallas Cowboys in, are in trouble. All right. Let's go into the statistics of this game for you analytical people out there like myself. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys first. They lost the football game. 12 first downs in the game. 8 through the air. 4 on the ground. Third downs, three for 15. Fourth down efficiency, two for five. Buccaneers had 62 plays of offense. Cowboys had 64. Total yards in the game for the Dallas Cowboys, 244. Both the Buccaneers and the Cowboys had 11 total offensive drives in the game. However, Dallas Cowboys only had 3.8 yards per play. And then through the air, 173. And then on the ground, only 71 Balance was the Buccaneers offense. I'll get to them in a moment. Buccaneers averaged 4.6 per play on the ground, but the Cowboys only averaged 3.9 per play on the ground. 10 penalties for 73 yards of penalty yardage for the Dallas Cowboys. That is the biggest reason why they were being booed on last night. What type of self-discipline does the Dallas Cowboys have? They had one turnover. It was an interception thrown by Dak Prescott. 27 minutes, 18 seconds, time of possession for the Dallas Cowboys in the game on last night. The winning team, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Giselle Bunchen was not in attendance. Um, Mr. Brady, 18 first downs, nine through the air, nine on the ground. You're talking about a balanced offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five plays on 14 third down efficiency uh, plays there were five converted five or 14 excuse me 62 total plays if I said a moment as I said a moment ago only 347 total yards in the game you can't get any more balanced than that except you get 200 yards rushing 200 yards passing for a total of 400 total yards averaging 5.6 yards per play that was 195 yards through the air, averaging 6.7 per completion. Tom Brady did throw an interception. Cowboys defense did get in a situation where they were able to deceive the old great 45-year-old quarterback. 152 yards rushing, averaging 4.6 per, as I said a few moments ago. Only five penalty penalties for 25 yards. That is a clean game with the one turnover. It's not often that you're going to get Tom Brady to throw you an interception. It's just not going to happen often. He's 45 years old. He's seen every single thing that you can see. 
that was just a situation with that interception that he threw last night. The defender, Mr. Wilson, right place, right time. But you know what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Turnovers mean nothing in the NFL. They mean nothing in NFL games if you don't get points off of turnovers. Dak Prescott, before he was injured, completed 14 passes on 29 passing attempts. He threw for 134 yards. He averaged 4.6 yards per play. No touchdown passes, which is just not good. I was looking for a bigger word, but it's not good. Interception, he was sacked twice for a loss of 13 yards. Quarterback rating is abysmal. That's one of the words I was looking for. 15.3 yards, beg your pardon, 15.3 was the quarterback rating. Overall rating of 47.2. Heck, Cooper Rush, Rush Cooper, he had a better overall quarterback rating. Or should I say, yeah. Then uh, Dak Prescott of 67.5. When Cooper Rush came in the game, he completed 7 of 13, 64 yards. It was late in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, game was over with. With the defense that the Buccaneers have, Buccaneers fans, look. Todd Boyles is now the head coach of your team. Last night's game is a precursor of what's to come. This is the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. I'm predicting it right now. Last night's game in the for the Buccaneers, offensively, this is what is to come. The Buccaneers may be in the conference championship game again this year against the Rams. And they may beat the Rams. But I have to stick with my pick. At the beginning of preseason, when I did 2022 division predictions, and that is predicting the winner of each and every division, at the end of the day, it's a long season. It's 18 weeks to 17 games. Rams are just not going to go and hide in a cave. Cowboys just aren't going to go and hide in a cave. 49ers lost them yesterday. They're just not going to go and hide in a cave. This is the NFL. This is big boy football. This is real man football. Dallas Cowboys probably will not be back until Dak Prescott comes back fully healed and fully 100% ready to go. But next week, the Rams will be back. Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, you bet your bottom freaking dollar. Those guys are going to be back. And at the end of the day, week two, 49ers got the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to be back. Speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, Monday Night Football tonight against Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Finishing up the statistical clarification of this game on last night, Ezekiel only had 10 carries for 52 yards. He averaged 5.2 per play. I don't know why they didn't give him the ball more. Dak Prescott averaged more than he did. But at the end of the game, it was 18 carries overall as a team for 71 total yards, 3.9 per carry. Uh, Noah Brown, 5 for 68. He should have had a lot more. He jumped when he didn't have to jump to catch passes. He ducked when he didn't have to duck. He did a lot of things he didn't have to do when he was highlighted to be the guy because CeeDee Lamb was covered 
and Dalton Schultz was covered. That opened up Noah Brown, and when it was his opportunity to get business taken care of, he didn't get the job done. He had nine targets last night, and he only caught five of those nine for 68, averaging 13.6. There was no touchdown passes in this game for the Dallas Cowboys. None. You talk about a team getting throttled. Dallas Cowboys, they got throttled in this football game. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, 18 of 27. We're talking about a 45-year-old man here. 212 yards passing. He averaged 7.9 per. A touchdown. The interception, again, (laughs) lucky. Two times he was sacked for a loss of 17 yards. Quarterback rating 53.4, better than Dak Prescott's. Overall rating 87.3. Buccaneers rushing attack with Todd Bowles as the new head coach for the Buccaneers. 21 carries for four net 127 yards, averaging six yards per carry. Julio Jones, the former Atlanta Falcon, he had a couple of reverses for 17 yards. He averaged 8.5 per carry. Only thing Leonard Fournette did not do was have a receiving touchdown. He also did not get in the end zone on the ground for a rushing touchdown. I think he was robbed, but trust me, he's going to have plenty of opportunities during this season. 33 total plays on the ground for the Buccaneers rush offense as a team. 152 rushing yards, averaging 4.6 per. Mike Evans had a gorgeous touchdown catch last night. 5 for 71, averaging 14.2. The receiving touchdown, he was targeted seven times. He caught five, Noah Brown. Not nine targets, five receptions. Seven targets, five catches last night, Noah Brown. And if it sounds like I'm coming down on the Dallas Cowboys, it's because I am. As a team for the Buccaneers, 18 for 212, 11.8 was the average per catch of receiving touchdown. Cowboys shouldn't even read it, but I will anyways because I read the Buccaneers. 21 receptions, 198 yards uh, total in the game as a team. 9.4 was the average per catch. No receiving touchdowns. Dallas Cowboys defense, they were there, they were present, but they are not good enough to win a game for their team yet. Leighton Vanderesh, nine total tackles, six solo. And then Anthony Brown, the cornerback, seven, five solo. Jerome Kerr, seven, three solo. Micah Parsons, who you thought would have been the leading tackler in every defensive category you thought he would have led in last night's game. He did not. Four solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits. Donovan Wilson with that lucky interception. Dallas Cowboys as a team. 68 total team tackles, 44 solo, two sacks, six tackles for a loss, three passes defense, and four quarterback hits. Antoine Winfield Jr. was the interception receiver for the Buccaneers on last night. Donovan Wilson was the interception receiver from off of Tom Brady in the game for the Dallas Cowboys on last night. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, the defending NFC South Division champions, beat the defending NFC East Division champions, 19-3. Devin White, all over the place, all of time. Eight total tackles, seven solo, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, one pass defense, two quarterback hits. Antoine Winfield Jr., as well as Levante David, both had a total of six total tackles. Winfield Jr., though, the safety, five solo, Three solo for Levante David, one tackle for a loss for Levante David, a pass defense for both Levante David and Antoine Winfield Jr., as well as the other safety 
uh, Mike Edwards and cornerback um, Carlton Davis III. Buccaneers as a team, 57 total team tackles, 42 solo, 4 sacks, 7 tackles for a loss, 6 passes defense, as well as 8 quarterback hits. Guess what? This show is over. Once again, with the primetime letdowns on my end of things, combined with yesterday, I am at this point in time before week one ends after tonight's game, my overall record, and if the team that I predicted to win tonight does not win, I will be under 500. Right now, I'm 7 Seven and one. This is Sunday night football, Thursday night football, combined with the tie on yesterday with the Colts and the Texans, and the games that I predicted incorrectly yesterday, as well as the games I predicted correctly on yesterday. As of right now, I am seven, seven, and one. The team that I predicted to win on tonight, and I'm going to be watching and anticipating. That the team that I predicted to win tonight, that they will win. I have to go 8-7-1. And And you heard me say it multiple times in a few of the shows, prediction shows from week one. I hate week one in the NFL. This is the reason why. Tennessee losing to the New York Giants. You're talking about a team that was in double digits in the loss bracket at the end of last season. Quite frankly, the last few seasons. New head coach, new offense, new regime. They beat the Tennessee Titans, a team that has foundation. Something that the New York Giants have not had the last few years. A team that has been in a postseason the last few years. Something that the New York Giants has not been the last few years. The Giants beat the Tennessee Titans on yesterday. This is why I hate week one in the NFL. This is the reason why I hate week one in the NFL right here. I don't hate the NFL. I love the NFL. I can't wait for the regular season to start. I just really wish there was a way around week one. Because... Of me predicting week one games, I'm always either ending week one at 500 or I'm under 500. It's not ever often in the history of me predicting these games. This is pre-podcast where I am over 500 in week one. It's really hard to predict what a team is going to be. It's really hard to determine and decipher what a team is going to be. And look, here's the reason why. And I'm going to shut up. The superstition in the NFL is crazy bonkers, right? The belief in the NFL is this. If you don't win in week one, your season success, whether you are streamlining visioning to go to the postseason or whether you are trying to make it to 
the conference championship game because you made it to the playoffs last year, but you didn't make it to the conference championship game. Or you made it to the conference championship game last year, 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs, and you lost in that game. At the end of the day, you're trying to make it to the Super Bowl. A lot of superstitious NFL players, coaches, executives believe if you don't win in week one, it's going to be really hard for you to not only win in week two, but to make your dreams of being in the tournament for January 2023 come to pass. And that's part of the reason why I hate predicting games in week one. Players, coaches, Everyone wants to win that first game for that particular superstitious reason that I just gave you. And if you did not hear it or understand it, rewind it, play it back over and over again till it matriculates in your brain, till it registers. This has been the Prophets Fix Football Podcast Show, Sunday Night Football Results Show, Week 1. Yes, sir. I'm so excited. I'm going to go ahead and watch the Vikings and Packers game. After this show, I'm going to watch the Colts and the Texans tie. By that time, it'll be time for Monday Night Football. I'm going to eat my dinner. Enjoy Monday Night Football. I got three games, including Monday Night Football game, to watch tonight. And it's new. So excited about it, even though I already know the results of the Titans game. Beg your pardon, of the Texans game. And I already know the results of the Vikings game. It's still daylight, daylight outside. I'm still going to watch these games until the Monday Night Football game at least gets halfway through the second quarter. Then I will tune in into the Monday Night Football game. This has been Sunday Night Football results show number one, week one. I was wrong. So far in prime time, I am 0-2. God help me. 0-1 on Thursday night, 0-1 on Sunday night. Please let me at least have the right team on tonight. Everybody stay safe out there. Encamp your angels around you. It is 4.44 p.m. Central, 5.44 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. It is 3.44 p.m. Mountain and 2.44 p.m. Pacific. Aloha to everyone out there in Waikiki, Honolulu, as well as Maui, Hawaii, the Pearl Harbor Memorial out in Hawaii as well as Anchorage, Alaska. You've been listening to the Prophets Picks Results Show Series. Season number four, baby. Week one. Sunday Night Football, I was wrong. I said Dallas 24-21 over Brady and the Bucks in the 21st meeting of all time between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And Buccaneers beat the Dallas Cowboys just like they did last year in week one. Start the year 19-3. Everybody stay safe. One.